Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We've got full phone lines here on 92.9 The Game tonight, and I appreciate all the callers, appreciate all the tweeters, slash uh, the X or whatever. I just there's, there's just not good operative words for X. Just call it what it is. It's Twitter. It is. I know we're not supposed to, but, like, it's just so, such a more actionable word to say Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter. Send a tweet. Send an X. I X'd you. Tweeted you, appreciate I all you? the Xers out there. Like, it doesn't work. Tweeters who have involved themselves in the discussion here around the Atlanta Hawks and this, what I believe to be an audition in regards to DeJounte Murray. And Caleb Johnson, 92.9 The Game, Atlanta Hawks reporter, is going to join us in about 20 minutes. We're going to continue discussing this with him. But first, we continue on the phone lines with you here as we kick off our second hour, 929 The Game tonight. Again, welcome in on a Monday. It is Abe Gordon coming to you live from the Key Studios. Feel free to follow me on X or Twitter at Abe Gordon. Let's go uh, out to Ernie on line three. Ernie, is this an audition for DeJounte Murray to convince people that he could be the lead guy? Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I mean, yeah, it certainly is, right? But I think... Context matters greatly here, right? Remember a few years ago we made that run to the Eastern Conference Finals? We had around Trey, because he is a great facilitator, unlike what some callers are saying, and he had shooters around him to help him, right? We were a better team probably overall. And then, you know, we traded for DeJounte. We gave up a lot for the guy. Look, yes, it's an audition. Yes, he's a good player, but he's not Trey Young. Trey Young is a historic star. He's not somebody you just let go of. So, in my opinion, I think you keep Trey. I think you do what you can to trade to you know get as much as you can for Dejounte, um, and Lord hopefully get some more shooters. And to your point, man, we need a big man that we don't have that will help us right defensively. That'll help us on obviously on, on the floor. But I don't know, man. I, I think giving away you know letting Trey go, uh, you know such a historic guy, you know thirty years after Nick, forty years after Nick. I mean, you don't let a guy like that go, man. Um, but I appreciate you taking the time and uh, and I'll. Uh, Hang up here and listen to you. Yeah, thanks. thanks for the call, Ernie. You know, that's where I've been pretty much this whole time is that we should not trade Trey. Uh, I, I do not necessarily believe that you could build around DeJounte. I haven't seen enough from him. But this is an opportunity for him to prove me wrong. But I just got a tweet, uh, and Ernie kind of touched on it a little bit, but Suburban Warlock kind of hit it dead on. Uh, and whether you agree with him or not, I think it's an interesting angle. 
this is an audition. He says, well, he said it in a lot less words, but essentially he's saying it is an audition for DeJounte Murray, but not for the Hawks. It is an audition for the rest of the league, and that would be a situation like Ernie said, that you keep Trey, you you part ways with DeJounte via a trade, uh, and do it that way. So you could look at it from that perspective as well. This is an opportunity for DeJounte Murray to prove to the other teams in the NBA that he can be that guy. Interesting thought there. We'll see how uh, how that plays out uh, as well. Let's go out to Eric on line five. What's going on, Eric? Hey, everything's going well. I'm sitting here laughing because uh, of the reason why the Hawks, you, you notice when the Hawks win, whether it's Trey being gone or being sick and DeJounte play, or both of them play, they always, even before the All-Star break came, they went on a four-game winning streak. I'm laughing because every time they went on a four-game or, or winning streak, they always played a team that was sub-500. Or if the team wasn't sub-500, they would sit their stars and or be coming off of a back-to-back game to play us when we had already rested an entire day. So it's not like the Hawks did anything. And then this one game we win against Orlando, who sat their star, and they came off of a back-to-back. So uh, DeJounte has done nothing uh, yet because they they haven't played Boston yet. They haven't played, you know, teams that are above 500 who are, are not coming off a of back-to-back. When, when, the, when the Hawks start beating teams that are not coming off a of back-to-back or sitting their stars – then, then they always play badly. So, so everybody's they're, they're jumping too soon because they're not paying attention to the to the, the context or the, the the scenario that's that's occurring when we're winning games. And then to add to that, I'm listening to these games uh, night after night where where you you realize even even uh, where we probably wouldn't even have to get rid of Dejounte because we don't have any big men that can shoot. Even Jalen Johnson. He can't shoot. He's missing uh, layups. Clint Capella, every night, I'm, oh, Clint Capella goes up for a shot. Oh, God, a two-foot shot. He misses it. It's short. Three-foot shot. He misses it. short. Kongu, two-foot, three-foot shot. These, we don't have any big men with soft touches around the basket or the mid-range jumper. And until we get big men that, that are big men and that also can at least shoot a little, then it doesn't matter who we bring in uh, if we don't have any big men, you know, that can do those things, then it, it, it won't be the DeJounte uh, and Trey problem. It'll be the fact that we did not uh, draft any good big men. And the reason why we can't get the other, and, I'm, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, the reason why we can't get any good people in here is because um, the Hawks, to try to please Trey Young, who wanted DeJounte to come here, I remember that clearly uh, before he came, you know, because they had this chemistry, they wanted to be with one another. So, Management, in order to try to please Trey, because we didn't want to lose him, we brought DeJounte in and ignored Travis Schlenk, who said, yeah, that would be a good idea, but giving away three first-round draft picks for that is not worth it because he's not a superstar. You only give away three first-round draft picks for superstars. But they went ahead and, and, and brought in DeJounte, gave away three first-round picks, and that's why the Hawks are not going to do well this year, like I said, because – we're not going to be playing against teams that's coming off back-to-back to or below 500 the rest of the year, and we're going to be in – that's why we're in basketball purgatory right now. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Eric. Look, no one's suggesting last night's performance 
is a reason that DeJounte is the leader of this team moving forward. It's an audition process. We're not taking one game standalone. Was it a good game? Yes. He almost had a triple-double. Were the Magic without Paulo Bancaro? Also, yes. Like, no one's asking whether or not last night is convincing enough. We're, we're talking about the process here over the next 12, 15, 20 games, however many it may be. And, and is this an audition process? And I do believe so. Uh, again, I, I think it's funny that everyone's trashing the front office and then also assumes they would have gotten things right with the three first-round picks that we gave up. I love that we're all having the same discussion about needing an impact forward and presuming it can happen with DeJounte and with, like, like we got to be realistic here, guys. And something has to change or you're going to be a 10 seed again. Let's continue on the phones with Yo. What's going on, Yo? Not much, Abe. How you doing today? Doing good, brother. What's happening? There is um, there's something in my heart that I hate to say because I like Trey. But when you talk about small point guards, you have your Isaiah Thomases of the world, you have your Allen Iversons of the world, and then you got your Trey Youngs of the world. The difference between them is that, like, Isaiah had a whole bunch of really mean-spirited, not-that-skilled guys around them, and they were, they were able to play bully ball. You had Allen Iverson, who was just an absolute dog, not just on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. He was that guy. You, when you had to play him, you had to play him, right? Trey, I think, can be that guy, but I'm just going to say it as bluntly as I possibly can. He needs to get a little bit more man in him and be offended that people score on him and right now, he is like a open door at the brothel where anybody can just go past him, no harm, no foul, nothing. And that part about him is what I have a problem with. I think that they can survive together. I think that DeJounte and Trey can do it. The issue becomes, when are you going to man up and be offended that that other guy scored on you. When is it going to hit you personally that you are like the least best defender in the league? You're like the worst, right? You have to be the guy who is, you're really fast, you're really quick, you can get in those passing lanes, you can steal balls, you can do all those things, but you choose not to. And that is about effort. It has absolutely nothing to do with skill. And because you're not that guy, that's why the NBA players don't respect you. They look at you as like that guy on the pickup court who is sitting there shooting threes from the half court and all this and the other. But you know what? All they got to do is back you down and dunk on you. You know why? Because you will never, ever, ever stand up to them. And as long as you're going to be that soft, the Atlanta Hawks do not stand a chance. So if I'm having to choose between the two of those guys, I'm going to say that Trey gives us the most trade value, but I don't want to get rid of him. I think that he needs to just like, what's that word they use in Spanish? Cajones. You have to have a little bit more of 
dude, I'm a grown man. You're not going to step over me. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to embarrass you because I'm quicker than you. I'm faster than you. I can get in these passing lanes. And, yeah, I might not be able to stand up to somebody backing me down, but you know what? I am not going to ever back down, ever. You will not get that from me. And that's what made Allen Iverson one of the greatest point guards ever because you never, ever, ever saw Allen Iverson quit. Yeah, I appreciate the call, yo. A couple things uh, about that. I I think we're, we're overstating a little bit uh, the defensive deficiencies from Trey Young. I, I Look, he's not good. He's not ever going to be good. I don't think that, quote, manning up is his issue. I, I do think there's an effort discussion to be had. I, I don't think it's about toughness, though. He's done better this year. Still hasn't been good, but he's done better this year. He's not the only one that can't defend. Sadiq Bey can't defend. Bogey has issues. Even DeJounte's not been very good. And that's part of what I'm interested to see, by the way. When DeJounte Murray slides back over without Trey Young, is he better at defending the opposing team's point guard as opposed to a shooting guard or a small forward? Does it make a difference? And that's the qu- Look, I'm with Yo from that one aspect. I like Trey Young. I don't want to trade him. But do I think that's potentially the direction this team needs to move right now I don't but can it be proven that way can I be convinced in this stretch that's why I'm asking I don't want to trade Trey Young either but if DeJounte Murray sells me over these 15 games that he can be the guy and you could build around him and and try again with a different approach because Trey Young is getting you the most value in one way or another, am I open to it? Yeah. But again, I have to see it. And that's what's important right now. We're going to step aside here and bring on 92.9 The Game Atlanta Hawks reporter Caleb Johnson on the other side. We'll continue this discussion with him. Does he view it as an audition? And we'll also talk about a couple of other things going on with the Hawks, including... The uptick in performance from DeAndre Hunter, and is that sustainable? That's what's coming up in about five minutes. It is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game tonight. Abe Gordon coming to you live from the Kia Studios on a Monday evening on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back in. 92.9 The Game tonight. Abe Gordon here until 10 o'clock with you. Hit me up on Twitter, as so many others have done tonight, at Abe Gordon. 
as we continue this Atlanta Hawks discussion. And let's go out to the wadeford.com hotline to continue it. We bring aboard Caleb Johnson, 92.9 The Game, Atlanta Hawks reporter. And Caleb, a couple days ago I sent you a text and said, hey, man, I got a show Monday. You want to join me? And uh, not the discussion I thought we'd be having. Figured we'd just, you know, a couple games back from All-Star break and let's dive into what we're looking for. But it, it is a totally different discussion right now. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing all right. And, yeah, you're, you, you are completely right. Uh, I think it was one of those uh, weekends where I was expecting – I did a little stepping away from the team yesterday. I went down to Atlanta Motor Speedway enjoyed the race down there was uh you know just having fun and that sort of thing and as i'm down there yesterday you know is when i get the uh the email and it all starts to unfold of of what's happening with trey young and how this really uh it changes things but then again abe it really doesn't which is i think kind of uh it's a little bit telling of, of this front office who i think a lot of people are not the kindest of uh, that expectations don't really change, even though we all really know that this team is not as talented with Trey Young gone. I'm not looking at what is possible this year. I'm looking at an off season, <laughs> and we've been having a pretty real conversation, and not everyone agrees. So I just want to ask you directly, kind of the question I've been asking tonight, and very simply, are you viewing Trey being sidelined? As an audition for DeJounte Murray, and do you think this is a period of games, a stretch where he actually could convince the front office maybe to go in a direction they weren't seriously considering previously? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think this is like this is first off, it's unexpected. And so I think this front office for whatever plans or lack thereof that they had, I think they had a vision of where this team was headed, uh, and that's why they have, you know, they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline and have kind of eyed this summer as a time when they'll be in transition and, and making some changes at that time. Uh, I think this is a good opportunity for DeJounte Murray, um, but I think what, what we have seen over a, a longer stretch of time, and it's going to be interesting what we see now that, you know, because, I mean, Trey's essentially always played. And so we get a game here and a game there uh, of Trey being out for various reasons. Um, but I feel like when we've seen long stretches uh, you know, or the longest stretches that we've ever seen without Trey Young playing, it hasn't necessarily gone well for the Hawks. Uh, and so I still think that DeJounte Murray is, looking at you know playing for a different team when it comes to next season uh just because i think that is the the, the future plans especially with how they've you know situated money wise um but uh then again i guess it's maybe a fair question to raise just simply based on the fact of i think the bit, biggest criticism of this front office is them not having a plan i think what plan they have put together involves very much so Trey Young um, just because like what this front office is not going to do is trade Trey when he's at a low point which would be coming off an injury we don't really know what to expect for a longer stretch of time Uh, so I think if anything it's a good run for DeJounte Murray to up his value 
to other teams when it comes to them potentially moving him in the in the offseason. Uh, however, I guess, you know, it, it's not outside the realm of possibility uh, that they were to, to focus on keeping, I think, both of them uh, instead of this having to be an either-or type situation and them just really trying to make this thing work uh, in the future. Caleb Johnson, 92.9 The Game, Atlanta Hawks reporter on the WadeFord.com hotline. So now let's look at this stretch where, where Trey is going to miss. And, and uh, it's a pretty simple question for me, but with, with Trey out, who are we going to see more of? Will we get an influx of youth, maybe some more Kobe Bufkin, or are we expecting veterans like Patty Mills to kind of uh, fill that share of time? Um, I mean – it's going to be a little bit of, of Kobe. I would expect to see his minutes slowly increase um, because I, I think for one thing that we should kind of lay out there is just what, we have, what we've been told from the team is that this is uh, the type of thing that in four weeks Trey Young will be reevaluated. That does not mean in four weeks Trey Young will be playing with this team. I've seen people, you know, educated doctors who have a background in this type of thing, saying that this is a six-week type of injury. Uh, that pushes you into April. That pushes you into, you know, potential play-in, playoffs, that sort of thing. Uh, I am leaning towards the idea that they could just shut Trey down for the season uh, just in, in his benefit. Uh, and then, you know, quite honestly, as, as they know they're, they're in a position of, of not really heading anywhere because I, I think, uh, you know, where right below them is Brooklyn in, in the playoff seating uh, in that they could, you know, drop a few spots and drop out of the play-in. But I think right there in 9 uh, or 10 is where this, this Hawks team is going to end up come the end of the year. Uh, so with that being said, the flip side of this is Clint Snyder – is not used to coaching teams who are not in the playoff hunt. And so Quinn is not really kind of similar to, uh, to Nate McMillan. He's not in the, in the habit of playing young guys uh, unless it benefits the team. And now you could say, and, and I would say, Abe, that I've seen some minutes from Kobe Bufkin where I'm like, that kid has already grown a ton playing in the G League especially on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, and that was where I thought, you know, he needed to, to come up and to, um, you know, just grow up a bit as every player does entering the NBA. Uh, and so I would like to see a guy like Kobe Buskin's minutes increase. But I think that, that Quinn has kind of shown he's going to handle this thing by uh, his veterans ending up playing a lot more minutes. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily include Patty Mills, although – Patty will see the floor some uh, here or there, you know, just in, in trying to keep longevity of all the guys going. Uh, but this is not a situation where Trey Young drops out of the lineup and there's just another guy to plug in there. That's really not the way that Quinn likes going about these things because we've seen it from other injuries. Um, with You know, you got to think with uh, the, the five position, it's not like Bruno has just stepped in and played the same amount of minutes that Onyeko Kongo was playing before. Uh, he's come in and played a few, but they're relying on a guy like Jalen Johnson to kind of come down and play that five role, which he's becoming more comfortable with. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it's kind of weird. Like, there's just so many different injuries that the team has experienced. Uh, but Quinn Snyder seems pretty stuck on, I've got my guys that I trust, 
and that's who I'm going to lean on, uh, you know, for the most part. We've seen a, a lot of great play. Not great. That's probably too strong a word. Let's let's be fair to what we're talking about here. Uh, from DeAndre Hunter, though. Uh, and it looks like he's found a little level of consistency, albeit just a very short stretch here, Caleb. Um, how, how do we see the rest of the season playing out for DeAndre Hunter? I, I know there's still concern about overloading him and being careful with the injuries, but with Trey out, the team's looking for a little more consistency and, and some playmaking ability. And he kind of has stepped into that role a little bit off the bench in limited minutes. But what are we looking at for him here on out? Are we able to see this sustained level of play, or is this just a, a fleeting few games that he's looked very good in? No, I think it's going to stay at this point, and if not, get better uh, because like we're we're dealing with. Uh, a healthy DeAndre Hunter. I, I think, you know, they've been very careful with him as he's worked his way back, but he started to kind of play some some heavy minutes. And I think that's part of the thing that, uh, you know, a lot of Hawks fans might be forgetting about what, what we're seeing from this team as of late is especially you think in a, in a game against Orlando where they finally have just a, a, a little bit better of some size uh, as you're able to to play DeAndre coming off the bench, uh, and they had been missing that for for so long. Uh, I think the the bigger thing, like so, DeAndre, I, I believe, is going to continue to get better. The real concern, Abe, and it's something that we're going to have to watch is Clint Capella. Um, I've seen a lot of Hawks fans in the last few days kind of go to the, the links of man, you know, Clint's really cooked, and and he's over the hill, and we're just not getting good production out of him. Clint Capella is playing hurt right now, um, just quite honestly, as he's coming back from this adductor injury. Uh, and because of Onyeka being out for it hit the length amount of time that he's going to be missing, and because uh, I, I think Clint doesn't necessarily trust Bruno Fernando to be playing heavy minutes, he's also not as big of a guy as Clint is. And so uh, you can't be constantly losing size at that role. Uh, and so we're going to have to kind of watch to see what production you're really able to get out of Clint because uh, you just, you, you can't be a turnstile at the five spot, uh, especially getting DeAndre Hunter back. Um, you know, you, you don't want to overwork some of these guys who are coming back from injury uh, because of the other holes that you're missing. And it's one of those things that the Hawks could do something about this. The Hawks right now have, a two-way player, Trent Forrest, who uh, has played all of the games in the NBA that he could play as a two-way player. He's allotted 50 games. He's played all 50. And so the Hawks have him playing down in College Park. Uh, the only issue there is that Trent is not really a development guy. And so you could, as, as nice of a guy and as talented of a guy as Trent Forrest is, you could cut him right now and go sign a big man to help out your team with some some depth, but for whatever reason right now, the Hawks don't seem like that's a, an option that they want to take, uh, and so that's that's my concern, is that you you end up injuring uh, a, a guy like Clint Capella, um, who has done a lot for this, for this franchise, quite honestly, um, and I know his better days are behind him, um, but you just, you don't want to make things worse uh, for a guy like Clint, or like I said, DeAndre too, uh, who are coming back from injuries. And, and DeAndre is really, he's showing some really strong signs, um, and they need his defense desperately every night. 
Caleb, we got about 45 seconds here. It's Caleb Johnson, uh, 92.9 The Game, Hawks reporter uh, here on 92.9 The Game tonight. Uh, our next game, final game of the homestand, Utah comes into town. It is John Collins <laughs> yep. making his return. Uh, just quite simply, like, what sort of reception do you think he gets from the fans? Does the team do anything to honor him? What are you maybe expecting in John Collins' return to uh, State Farm Arena? I would definitely expect he'll get uh, some sort of, you know, video, um, you know, message and way to honor him because, I mean, he's meant a ton to this franchise. Obviously, uh, you know, coming, he was the longest tenured Hawk uh, until he was traded away and now it's become Trey. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how he plays if he tries to force things and, you know, really kind of show out of you guys miss me. Uh, but I'm definitely – I would expect the, the crowd to give him a lot of love uh, because he did a lot of great things for this organization, even if it got to a point where uh, his, you know, what, his play on the, on the court just didn't match his contract, and that's why things had to change. Caleb, always appreciate your time. Uh, thanks so much for joining me here on 929 The Game tonight. Yeah, enjoy it, man. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Always interesting uh, to get Caleb's thoughts and see where they echo behind and maybe where they differ. Uh, real quick, let's wrap up the segment. One call still holding on Donald. What's going on, Donald? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I think you should uh, – I think you could keep either one of them, Trey or DeJounte, because, you know, Trey Young, he is a, a special talent offensively. You know that to me, the only thing that given his superstar status, he done killed me and Steve Hogan over these blown games and turnovers down the stretch over the years, not just this year. You know, he takes a lot of shots and, and so it's consistent. But I think if we get a big man that can really score and move and be a force in the paint a little bit, you know, he doesn't have to be a superstar, uh, I think it'll, it'll better trade game. Well, when you're talking about what you're talking about, John and Trey, I mean, uh, DeJounte and Trey, I think DeJounte is a smarter player. De- DeJounte done showed that he can he can run the offense without Trey. He hasn't did it a lot, but he has done it. But, you know, he come out more on, you know, a whistle. He come out more on the master, you know, Greg Popovich. So uh, I, I I think that before he'll take some crazy shots, if we got a four or five-point lead with three game, minutes left in the game, him trying to get his other players involved, and if he has to do it himself, you know he got a good consistent mid range jumper. He's not taking he takes some threes, but not that many threes. But he'll get to the back. Dejounte is a good player, and I'm trying to tell everybody right now who riding on Trey Young. I, I love all the Atlanta sports players, but, but Trey Young, he we ain't all that. He ain't too far up there from from uh, Dejounte Murray when you want to look at all around solid basketball. Trey Young ain't uh uh-uh. He takes too many crazy shots and his mindset. So the, 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 y'all don't, they don't give the DeJounte Murray enough credit, but they finna see. If the other players play good around DeJounte, they going to see that he can run that offense. Thanks for taking my call. Love the show. Yeah, appreciate the call, Donald. My, my concern for, for DeJounte has always been how consistent can he be offensively. I, I, he was great last night against Orlando. We'll, we'll see if he can carry that. He, his shot is too often for me comes and goes and that's always been a concern that that is one of the things I'll need to see him sustain as we move forward in what I'm calling an audition process for DeJounte Murray all right it is time ladies and gentlemen the PM power rankings 
tonight's topic, my favorite fringe sports, and rank the holidays by the food that is associated with them. We've got the PM Power Rankings coming up in about four minutes on 92.9 The Game tonight, live from the Kia Studios. It is Abe Gordon here taking you all the way until 10 o'clock on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Welcome back in, 92.9 The Game tonight, live from the Kia Studios on a Monday evening. Touched about 75 today, maybe 73, something like that. No jacket while walking the dog today. Felt pretty good out there. Sun hitting me. I was like, I think I'm getting sunburned. I'm like out here for 25 minutes, back of my neck, was getting it. The sun beat you up too, man. I was tired. I was we took uh, Franklin to the park on Sunday. The sun got him. And I, well, I saw Brittany, uh, my wife. She had the we have it's a little roll on uh, sun sunscreen applicator, but she broke it out. I was like, I, I guess it's that time now that we got to start covering him or lathering him up in, in sunscreen before we take him outside now. So there you go. Now you gave me Oren topics. I, I gave you for homework. Today's edition of the PM Power Rankings. You it had came, homework. It sir. came with a lot of stipulations, a lot of caveats I didn't particularly approve of. I made it maybe a bit more difficult than it needed to be. But in what is very quickly becoming my favorite segment, let's go ahead and get into the PM Power Rankings. It's time for the PM Power Rankings on Sports Radio 929, the game. Now, for those of you who haven't heard the PM Power Rankings, I try and do it at 8.40 every time I'm hosting 92.9 The Game tonight. So the next version will be on Wednesday when I am back. And I do a sports topic and a non-sports topic and rank them uh, uh, through five. And today we're going to start with the non-sports topic. And we'll get Oren. He can rip my decision-making as we go along here. Uh and the non-sports topic today, essentially, Oren asked me to rank the holidays by the quality of the food served or associated with them. That is correct. And so, without further ado, we start at the bottom of my list, number five. It's a classic burger and hot dogs. There's cakes and desserts. Big We're going with the 4th of July. Big side dishes day, too? Yeah, but not the good one? sides. Okay. Fruit salad, ambrosia, beans. (laughs) Haven't had ambrosia in two decades, but it's there. Don't go to a lot of parties where they serve ambrosia. I don't know. Uh, Fourth of July is number five on my list of holidays uh, ranked by food. Number four, because I'm a fat kid at heart and sometimes at belly. uh, Halloween, the candy, obviously, but it's about that time of year you start seeing a lot more. Pecan pies as well, and then obviously pumpkin pie is associated with Halloween. So Halloween number four. Okay. Number three. And this is where it starts to get a little wonky because, you know, what you associate with foods versus, like, what you kind of force yourself to eat during it. Cinco de Mayo. I just love Mexican food. Okay. And so if I have an excuse to go to a Mexican spot, why not? And if tequila shots happen to be $3, all the better. There you go. I didn't do drink involved in this. This No, but, you know, you can add it in if Um, you want to. Number two, uh, ranking the holidays by the food served. It might be a lot of people's number one. I'm not going to get too, too cute with it. 
it had to be somewhere high on the list. It's Thanksgiving. Okay. Like, it is probably the single holiday most associated with food. Okay. Certainly with certain types of food. Uh, And so Thanksgiving is up there, you know. The turkey's fine. That is the best sides holiday, though. Okay. Like, that that is the holiday that is. You Say what you want about turkey. Some people do other stuff for, for Thanksgiving. It's about the sides. Potato. Mac and cheese, normally that's your highest quality bread or roll. Uh, Stuffing or dressing, whatever you want to call it. We're not going to get into that argument here. Thanksgiving, number two. And then number one, I'm sorry, and I know maybe you didn't intend it to be this way, Orin. It's not technically a holiday. We all treat it as a holiday anyways. It should be a national holiday. My number one, in a couple years it will be because they'll, they'll tie it to President's Day and whatever. My number one holiday as ranked by Food Served, is Super Bowl Sunday. It is literally the biggest combination of all my favorite foods. Nachos, wings, pizza. Like, it's the best. I will say that the grouping of Thanksgiving at number two and Super Bowl Sunday at number one, you have probably the biggest and best sit-down fork and knife Food holiday and for then stand you, and carry. That well, finger food stand and carry holiday with Super Bowl Sunday. So there you go. Yes, I just if I can get wings, nachos, and pizza in one sitting, one sitting, or one groups of sittings over the course of a couple hours, like the, like that. That's what I need. It's like a, in a roundabout way, that's several of the major food groups. Kind of. Most of my major food groups. There you go. Nachos, pizza, and wings. <laughs> Nacho, pizza, chicken. Takes out about 50% of my meals, I believe. So, uh, there you go. Now we get into the sports topic that you gave me. Now, here's and the thing. Some of these I have questions about. We'll get into it. Okay. You gave me uh, – I had to rank my – because I'm kind of known as the guy that watches any sport. Yeah. Any and this, every sport. You have this uh, – explain your, well, we your setup earlier. at the house. Well, I got the four TVs. Like, I don't want to go into it too much. I got four TVs. I can stream a lot of different things. And a lot of times I crack all four of them up. And sometimes it's a random sport that you wouldn't find anywhere – anyone else on 99. Like, I shared the Karate Combat link with Joe Patrick. I know – He's recently, over the past year plus, become an MMA fan. And mm-hmm. so we, we talk some non-MMA stuff, whatever. Um, and I sent him the link, and then I started talking to him about, like, the, we talked about it early at the start of the show, like the crypto bros who were fighting. Like, that just happened to be part of what I watched. Like, I was the only one at 92.9 watching that on Friday night. Uh, I know, great Friday Friday evening in, but that's what I was doing. <laughs> uh, we had, Well, we had the Hawks game on the main TV, right? Yeah. And then I don't remember what else I had on the second TV. It, probably just a, a Twitch streamer. I don't remember. But uh, then we were watching Karate Combat. So that, that's how it goes. Um, so you gave me my favorite fringe sports to watch. It came with a caveat that it can't be on ESPN. And then you gave me a bunch of – I was like, well, what about this? I'm like, this is kind of – because, like, for me, like, I, w- I would call track and field a fringe sport. But especially in the lead up to the Olympics, like it's kind of in the forefront. Yeah, you you find it on NBC or on the Universal or, or you know whatever Olympic Channel. They I don't think they have that anymore. But but yeah, I will say, uh, looking at your list, Abe, you're giving me exactly what I envisioned that I wanted. And so you this. you made me dig a little deeper. I couldn't go 
track and field. By the way, a, a kid from Georgia. I, yeah, this set is the an indoor 400-meter record. He yeah. set the world record at the SEC championships at the indoor 400 meters. And it was a situation where the broadcasters didn't know he had set a world record because it, it was like, the last thing we're going to see here is a world record from this group Collegiate of guys. level, yeah. And they're like, oh, and he sets a NCAA. Oh, no, no, that's a world that's, record, that's bro. That's a world record. Um, so congratulations uh, to him. I, I, I don't want to butcher his name because I don't remember it completely. I, I think it's like Christopher Morales Williams, but I could be wrong, so don't hold me to that. But, but shout out to the, the dogs for having that now. Uh, anyways, my favorite fringe sports to watch, and it takes uh, – it takes a little time to find these sometimes, and a lot of them I, I end up watching, you know, kind of on demand via YouTube videos. But I'll start here, um, number five, and I did my best to make these as fringe as possible. Oh, you absolutely did. Number five, chess boxing. What the hell is chess boxing? You play for a set length of time. You play a game of chess, and then you have a round of boxing. Excuse me. You can either beat the guy or gal that you're facing. By chess rules, checkmate, or by knocking them out. So you got people that can be sitting at a chess board just bleeding profusely? Yeah. Normally the boxing isn't like that gruesome because they don't know what they're doing. Oh, so they're more chess people who just happen to be boxing? Well, I would think that like the the problem is like a Klitschko who plays chess and then can also box. Like they had you don't want him in that. I would just way, delay no. on the chess board and be a good boxer. I think that's the real, but it start. It normally starts on the chessboard, and so you have to at least delay for a couple of moves. These two individuals I'm watching right now that are chess boxing don't look to be in the greatest of shape. They don't really have no, what you would call. Most like, of them are chess players first, not boxers. boxers prototypical first, yeah. boxer physique. Most of them are, are chess players first. So, uh, but chess boxing is hilarious. Point I enjoy pro it. versus disguised toast. So, yeah, Disguised Toast is a streamer. Uh, somehow, chess boxing has gotten decently large in the streaming world. But oh, they wear helmets in this. Yeah, these are not yeah. real boxers. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's definitely not. Uh, number four, kind of along the lines of, of what we've been talking a little bit about, jujitsu. Give me some, like, Nicky Rod. Give me some Gordon Ryan. Give me some jujitsu practitioners. I watch jujitsu matches, submission wrestling sometimes, uh, the Ruotolo brothers. Uh, I do enjoy jujitsu. Number three on my list of my favorite fringe uh, sports to watch, and this is probably where you start to have a lot more questions: um, climbing slash bouldering. Okay. A a anything on that? They add it into the Olympics uh, that last time I'm, around. I'm, I'm just still. I'm sorry. I I, I got to stop because I'm, I'm literally just watching these two guys go at it. You're stuck on chess. Box. Chess box now you know now. why I watch it, man. It's, it's <laughs> It's entertaining. It's a lot going on for um, my ADD self. Number two on my list of fringe sports that I watch, futsal. Most of these are like highlight videos just on futsal? YouTube. Futsal is like the 4v4 indoor soccer. It's very, very highly like trick oriented. A lot of nutmegs, a lot of fake shots, and it's just it's highly entertaining. Normally played in South America, I guess. Okay. Um, Could have gone with beach soccer here, I guess. I used to watch a lot of beach soccer, but not so much anymore. I used to have, like, Fox Sports Plus or Gold TV, whatever it was. They used to show Fox Sports 2. They used to show beach soccer all the time. Um, so, futsal, number two. 
I mean, some outstanding compilation highlights on YouTube. And then number one, fringe sport that I watch probably most often. I don't, I don't, since I've started watching it, I try and catch every event. It's always hilarious. Um, Unfortunately, I have to watch it on Rumble, which is some sort of app. Um, Power Slap. You just stand there. And you just get slapped smack in the, face. the mess out of each other. Pretty good, man. Knockouts are good. Illegal hits. Because you lifted a leg or something. Power slap. So, wait, wait, wait. You can't move any other body part except You can turn, you but can turn. you can't lift. For You're extra not supposed added to leverage of any, lift your sort of heel deal. an inch or less off the ground is the rule. And so, you see these guys warming up, and they're just they're just rotating hips, man. All in the hips. Trying to, it is in the hips. It's not about the arm. You, you come through All a little hip, bit. Generate that power from it, the, the hips. Hip leads, the elbow follows, and then the guy falls down. After being knocked out. Yeah. And Which they, is, it's hilarious, though. Got like little pieces of, these, of fluff in their ear to protect their eardrums, but those fly off immediately. Watching people get knocked out from a slap. Oh, man. I mean, oh, they're, man. they're slaps, but they're, they're just open-handed punches. I mean, if you hit it's a guy a in the right plate, yeah, or whatever. Uh, so those are my favorite fringe sports to watch. Are there is there a sport you thought would make the list that didn't, Oren? You probably had some preconceived notions based on who I am and what I watch. I thought what some was may the, have been uh, ruled out based on your caveats, which I mentioned it. The it's the um, it's like the the full contact basketball or whatever. Or what's it? Like like they, they they play in Russia, yeah. Practice in Russia, like yeah. the the old like Khabib Nurmagomedov basketball S- stuff games, stuff like that. Yeah, like the full contact basketball stuff. Yeah, like I don't that. even know what that is. I mean, I know what you're talking about. I've never actually like sat and watched a game. Also, there's a lot of sports I watch that I don't think would have applied because they're quote on TV too much for you. I'm not sure I buy that, but and then also because this conversation came into my head because of. Uh, you referring to watching or having seen uh, bed making competitions? Yeah, I don't watch it. it I just you, you know other, come I across say. my come across the look the algorithm that I've got. <laughs> if I just told you I'm looking up futsal, climbing slash bouldering, you got some, some chess boxing. You can imagine yours. what sort of ESPN cheap seats nonsense is coming into my algorithm. Absolutely. So that's where we have. All right, Oren. We're doing this again Wednesday at 8.40. I need from you a sports topic for Wednesday and a non-sports topic for Wednesday. You said earlier to me, off the record, you were excited about what you've come up with. So what is my sports topic for Wednesday? Your sports topic, sir. Best fighters, regardless of discipline. Okay. Interesting. I'm gonna have to figure out. Like, are we doing this by pound for pound? It does not matter. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to figure this out. Yeah. I can already tell you. Like, I know he's like not actually the best fighter, but Kimbo Slice is somewhere on the list. Okay. Okay. Kimbo Slice is somewhere on the list. Okay. I'm gonna have to figure out what I believe from Hollywood and what I don't. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna include that as well. Butterbean probably left out. My Poor Butterbean. Uh, okay, Maxwell. best fighters is my sports topic. Any discipline. What is my non-sports topic? Your top five Michaels. It's just the, the store Michaels is number one. <laughs> All Make right. it easy for you. My but yeah. top five, can they go by Mike? They can go by Mike if you want to go by Mike. 
What about Miguel? If it's Miguel, it could be a Miguel. Who we think is Miguel Spanish Mike? I would give you Miguel. Okay. Top five, Michaels, Mikes, Miguels. Put Almarone on this list. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Miggy, Miggy, Miggy. I'm just saying. All right, I top five, Miggy. Michaels or Mikes or Miguels and best fighters any discipline. 840 on Wednesday evening. I will have those lists for you at the PM Power Ranks. We are way behind. That is on me. When we come back, final hour of the show, 92.9 The Game tonight. We've got outside the perimeter coming your way. Can we stop court stormings? And should we? Do we need to? We're going to talk about that on the other side here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.